to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Somebody said, this is who I am. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I am eternally redeemed. I'm eternally forgiven. I'm eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed and cannot be close. Do you believe that? I want you to hear yourself say it. This is who I am. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. Since I'm eternally redeemed and forgiven, no more condemnation. I am eternally delivered. No more bondage. I am eternally blessed and cannot be caused. In the name of Jesus. You make this declaration. This is who you are. You tell yourself. This is who you are. Every day. Praise God. Every day. I sent out something. This this morning. Late last night. Many people answering. They named God. They not call them. Our circumstance does not define us. So somebody said with me this morning, don't call me Mara. Don't call me Mara. Mara means bitterness. Don't call me. Because that's not my name. That's not who I am. You are not your circumstance. You are not your experiences. You are not your challenges. You know what I'm saying? That's not who you are. And that's why I try every moment, every time, to let us, to position us to our true identity. Everything we do here is to make you know who you are and whose you are. Because when you know who you are and whose you are, you can stand anywhere out, anywhere in the world. You can stand out in every season of life because life is comes in seasons. All you need is to know who you are, who you are. Praise the Lord. We're going to have a long read this morning. Can we go together with me to Ruth chapter 1 from verse 11. A long read this morning. Reading from New King James Version of the Bible. Ruth and Elimelech, the husband, left their homeland to another country because the the land where they were living was facing temporary challenges. Praise God. Today, all over the world, there's a lot of shaking all over the world. Many are going through different things or the other. The challenge that I have is not what you have. The difficulties and the challenges in the United States is not the same with those in the United Kingdom, 
Nigeria, another part of the world. Things are happening everywhere in the world. But no matter what is happening, it is not forever. It is not forever. It is not what? Naomi, Elimelech carried his entire family from where God had planted them to another country because of temporary challenge. But unfortunate for him, he lost his life and he lost his future. All his sons died with him. And the wife was left alone. What a life. What a situation. What an experience. Naomi, in that experience, thought that all hope is gone, just like so many of us under the sound of my voice. Thought that all hope was gone. That, that is her end. There's no more way out. Honey, no matter how bad it is, that is not the, your end. That is not your end. God is not true with you yet. God has not abandoned you. God that loves you when you did not deserve his love. When you were an enemy, when you were stinking, dirty, smelling, he reached out with his holy hands and pulled you out from your dirt and set you on his table. And we call you my son, my daughter. I love you. Paul writing in Romans chapter 8, if Jesus, if God could give us Jesus, what can he not give to us? Hear me, I hear me clearly. No matter how bad that situation is, that's not your end. Number two, that's not who you are. If you have not heard anything today, hear this. That is not your end. That's not who you are. God is not true with you yet. God still have much more for you. For I know the thought that I have for you, said God. Message translation of that Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know what I'm doing. I've gotten it all planned out. God is the one in control of your life, not the enemy. Are you listening to me? Oh, pastor, if God is not a God, why are they still happening? God is still at work. My dear bishop might say, even when God is not speaking, he's still speaking. Don't let your hardship, your problem, your experience make you give up on God. 
That's why I said, don't call me Mara. Mara means bitterness. That bitter experience is not who you are. It's not your identity. So don't accept that name. Praise God. Ruth, chapter 1 from verse 11. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb? That they may be your husbands. Remember? The husband, her husband is gone, dead. Her two sons are dead. So she left with herself and the two widows. And she's old. The Jewish culture said that when a man marries and he doesn't have a, wife, a, a child, and when he dies, the relation should what? Take the wife, the widow, to produce seed for her. Now, look at the predicament of these two widows. There is no more children with Naomi. So what do you do? Naturally, because many people always talk about Oprah that left. That was the right natural thing to do. But is that God thing to do? Come back, my daughters, verse 12. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you remain, restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Was it the hand of God against her? No. So many of time we give to God, which attribute to God what he doesn't know about, what he doesn't have business. The Bible says when you lower the, the hedge, the serpent will bite. Elimelech took his family away from God the covering from Bethlehem. Bethel, Bethlehem is a place of bread. You know what I'm saying? He took his family away to Moab, a nation without God. If you lower the heads, what? The serpent will bite. When God visited the children of Israel in Egypt, he told Moses to tell the children of Israel, one, put the blood on the doorposts. Two, everyone should remain indoor. Nobody should be outside. Number three, this night, the death angel will pass and he's going to take out everything 
that is outside and every house that doesn't have the blood on it. You understand what I'm saying? So, if any Israeli did not put blood on the door, is that the fault of God? If anyone though there is blood on the door and you are outside, is that God's fault? Many at times, many of us will walk out from God's covering and we're blaming God. We walk away from his covering by living a life of disobedience to God. By living a life of unfaithfulness to God. By not putting to practice his word in our lives. By refusing to receive Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. By refusing to engage and apply the word of God. Praise God. And now everybody, every time we blame God. Elimelech took his family away. And the enemy struck. Jesus, in John 10, I said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his job. That is his job. But he didn't end there. But I am come that they may have life. I have it more abundantly. Another translation says, To the fullest. So it's a choice. It's a choice to receive the word of God and engage the word and apply the word of God. It's a choice. Grace does not cover you from walking and living in disobedience. Titus told us the grace of God teaches us to to do the word of God. To live a life for, for Jesus. Living godly life. Godly life. Practicing the word of God. Be the practitioner of God's word. Remain under his covering. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Mosa shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then I will say of the Lord. If you are not remaining, if you are not dwelling, you cannot say of the Lord. Many today are God users. Pastor was talking. Fellowship, genuine. It must be real, right? Many. You want to do your own thing. And you want to put, use God as spare tire also. No, he doesn't work that way. Either you are in with him or you are not with him. You come one leg in, one leg out. No, it doesn't function that way. It does not. 
Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, Praise the Lord. So stop answering the name God did not call you. You're not bitterness. You're not Mara. The enemy. Oh, it's my headache. It's not yours. My this, my that. How is it yours? When he has delivered you from the kingdom of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. When he has taken, he took all your sin and all the byproduct of sin. There will be no sickness but for sin, right? There will be no pain but for sin. There will be no reproach but for sin. There will be no barrenness but for sin. There will be no hatred but for sin. Right? There will be no envy or murder but for sin. If you notice in after chapter 3 in Genesis one man sinned Chapter 4, Adam knew his wife, right? And he had a quote, he came, right? The next thing, Abel followed. What followed next? Cain killed Abel. Before he killed, there was envy, there was jealousy. This whole product did Adam and Eve sat Cain down and taught him how to be envious? No. Did they teach him how to be bitter against his brother or hate his brother? No. Did they teach him how to plot to assassinate his brother? No. Because it's all. The moment sin moved in, sin came with everything in heart. And one glorious thing Jesus did for us, the day he dealt with sin, he dealt with everything sin had. I hear what I'm saying. You have to know it. You don't accept whatever is delivered to your doppels. Amazon drops some things at your doppels. Do you receive the package if it's not yours? Why are you accepting it? Somebody said, don't call me Mara. That's not who I am. You must know and understand. That's not who you are. You are you are not who your experience or circumstance calls you. No. That's not who you are. Naomi had a bitter experience. Was it real? Yes. Pastor was talking this morning. You don't tell people, I know or I understand what you are going through. But it's not true I, because you have not been there. You are not sitting where they are sitting. 
You have never lost a wife or lost a husband or lost a child. So don't say that you, under, you know or understand. You don't. You don't feel because you are not dead. You are not in the same boat. Somebody that died, your daddy is still breathing very well. He said, I understand, I know. How do you know? That Jesus sat where we sat, where we are sitting. The Bible says he was tempted in all that we him. And because he has suffered, right? He can help every one of us that are suffering. You know what I'm saying? Because they have been there. So that circumstance is not who you are. It's just an experience. It's just a season in life. David writing in Psalm 23, he said, Though I've walked through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's a, it's a going through, a passing through. That is not your final bus stop. That's not your destination. That's not who you are. That's not your destiny. So that should not define you. You make mistake. Yes, everybody can make mistake. This treasure is an earthen vessel. On this side of eternity. You understand what I'm saying? Until this body is redeemed. Everyone, no matter how holy you or sanctified you are, you are prone to mistake. Do you know why? Because this earth, this world we are living is not yet redeemed. If this world is redeemed, the Bible will not tell us that a new heaven and a new earth will come. You understand what I'm saying? Because in the new heaven and new earth, there is what? No impurity. But as long as we still here, that's why he gave us his grace and he gave us his name, he gave us his word, he gave us the blood of Jesus. First John chapter 1. You understand what I'm saying? You make mistake. You trip. You're walking on the street as manner with, with the portals and you strip. You fall. Did you remain there? When you trip, you fall. What do you do? Get up. Clean yourself. And keep going. Right? That's provision for us. You make mistake. Don't remain there. That mistake does not define you. Like as he said, we specialize the church, we specialize in killing those that fall, that weak, they make mistakes, the vulnerable, for, for, forgetting that we are all vulnerable, that anything that affects one affects all. The fact that you fought today, you make the mistake today, does not mean that who, that's who you are and that's where you remain. When we gather together, like as you said, 
When you get home, you can read that Psalm 133 again. We pull our resources together and lift the person up. You encourage the person. You strengthen them. They become strong. The next time, they will be able to strengthen and pull somebody else up. Right? The next thing we do also, we wound our strong. Church, wake up. We kill and destroy our wounded, our weak, and we, we, we wound our strong. And that's why we have a problem. We must know that that is not who, you, who we are. That's not who you are. The fact that you, you, you pass through your garage this morning in the United States, virtually 98% of everybody that drives you go through your garage, right? Does that make you a car? Because you you went through the garage. As we're coming this morning, I asked my baby girl, honey, did I close the garage? She said yes. The fact that you came through the garage does not make you the gar- a car, right? So know that you are not it. You are not that. You know what I'm saying? You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are the son of God. You are the daughter of God. You are the beloved of the father. He loves you. He loves you to the extent that if you are the only person on earth, Jesus would have still died for you. That's how important you are to God. Are you hearing me? You have to come to this knowledge. You have to come to this understanding. We're not talking about religion. We are talking about relationship. You have to have this revelation. You have to have this understanding that even if you are the only person on earth, Jesus would have still died for you. That's how important and precious you are to God. So no matter your experience, no matter what you're going through, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Naomi said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. No, that's why I said, don't call me Mara because I'm not Mara. That's not who I am. Verse 14, then they lifted up their voices, wept again, and up kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her. I love the New Living Translation. It says, Ruth clung tightly to her. Honey, hold on tightly to him. He's your life. Don't let go. Your future depends on this. 
If you notice, the moment Oprah left, that was the end of Oprah. Nobody knows about her anymore. Kind of running ahead of myself. The person that clung tightly to pleasantness. Because Naomi means well, pleasant. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, I'm not letting go. Though she was from the root and the family and the country of God's enemy, Moabites, the Moab, Moab were enemy of God. Just like Rahab the prof, prostitute. The Bible didn't make mistake by putting it there. Rahab the prostitute from Jericho that was destroyed. Found herself in the kneelings of Jesus. Put your imagination. Shineta become Ruth, become the grandmother of David. Remember David, King David? The grandmother of King David is Ruth. Who later become the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus Christ. If she has said, oh, the hopelessness, I'm turning my back. Many are turning their back on God for any little hiccups. Little hiccup, little difficulty, little challenges. They give up. No. God has much more in stock for you. It's only one person that says amen. God has much more in stock for you. Much more than your challenges. As a matter of fact, the reason why you are facing that challenge is because of what you are carrying, of your future. You understand what I'm saying? If you are nobody, the devil is so smart enough not to waste his energy and resources on you. You understand me? That one is already in my pocket, so what, you know? But because you are a danger to him, you are too dangerous to him. But do you see yourself the way the enemy sees you? Do you see yourself the way God sees you? I wrote us in the platform. I sent to some of you. But it's on the platform. You have to see yourself from the way God sees you. Because when you see yourself the way God sees you, it will transform you eternally. To create confidence and boldness in you, no matter where you are. Answer the name God calls you. Put, put spring on your feet. Whether you have only 10 bucks in your account, <laughs> that is irrelevant. Because when the need arises, it will show up for you. That's who God will serve. 
Look at it. There are counsels that are against your destiny. You don't have to uh, what? Accept. You know, because I love you. It's not true. He didn't love you. Look at it, verse 15. Opa kissed and went home. That was the end. Her future, everything erased. Nothing will erase your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Look at verse 15. And she said, look. Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. To her gods. Now, this is a person that was formerly introduced to the living God of Israel. Right? From the cursed people that are idol worshippers. Now, she has returned back. The dog returning back to the vomit. That is not your portion in Jesus' name. has gone back. No, you will not go back. The bridge is blown. No way out. No going back. Has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. You are not that. Naomi, I am not upper. My name is Ruth. I am carrying greatness. You might not have seen it. There's a king that will be born in Egypt, Israel, called David. I am the grandmother. You come to a church like this, you size up everywhere. Who is going to be my wife? Who is going to be my husband? You know, it doesn't function that way. When the time comes, he will bring the person to you. When I prayed for my wife, I was in Nigeria and West Africa. She was living in UK. Twelve years after the prayer, she surfaced. Don't wait, look at how it's going to happen. No. That you are, that's why you are not God. If you know how it's going to happen, then you are God. Then you don't need him. You understand what I'm saying? What is holding most of us is how it's going to happen. So, let me help God. With one leg, you are here. You want, you do. No! Leave it in his hand. Let him be God in your life. He is God. You are not. If he could save you, he would take care of every aspect of your life. Now, which one do you think is more hard for God to do? Jesus, they brought somebody that was to him. And he looked down and said, your sin is forgiven. Ah, religion. You have committed evil. Blasphemy. You ordinary man, you are forgive. Who give you power to forgive sin? He said that. Oh, which one do you think is more difficult? 
to forgive sin or to heal. He said, for you to know that the Son of Man have power both on here on earth to forgive sin and to heal. He said, man, you of sick of palsy, rise up, carry that mat and walk. He carried in their prayer, they carried the bed. You understand what I'm saying? Which one do you think is more difficult? Your salvation or blessing with a husband or blessing with a baby, blessing with a house? Which one do you think is more difficult to do? If God could save you, he can handle anything concerning you. Anything. That's what Paul writing Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He who spared not his own son but freely gave him to die for us. Will he not through him also freely give us all things? Freely. Who come here who qualify what God can and what God can't? Who, who are you God? That I can't say you don't accept as good as it seems. Counselor. <laughs> Remember, the person speaking, the wife to the man that took them away from the land of bread to a land that have no covenant with God. You know Simon? You want to tell me that Elimelech just moved the family without the consent of Naomi? Whose house will contain him that day? You know what I'm saying? And many a times, let me throw this in. Many a times we mess up and make it we make we mess up, we make mistake. And God supernaturally bring people on our path to help clean our mistake. We don't recognize them. We don't acknowledge them. May we not miss our day of visitation. Church, may we not miss our day of visitation. Church, may we not miss our day of visitation. You under the sound of my voice. May we recognize our helpers of destiny. Ziklag, David and his men were in, you know, that's where they lived. They, from Ziklag, they'll go to other places to raid and come back. Why they went in this in their various in their various mission? What happened before they come back? Ziklag, their city, was burnt, destroyed. Their wives, their children. Their business, everything taken. I said, your circumstance, your situation is not who you are. Look at David, a warrior, the man that have never lost a battle in his life. That day, the Bible says he wept and wept. He and his warriors, they wept and wept until there was no more strength to cry. Put on your imagination. 
because, because many a time we read something in the Bible and we just read it through like this. Things happen to people as long as we are on this earth. That does not mean that God have abandoned them. Stuff happened to righteous, godly people. Are you hearing me? The fact that you are saved does not immune you to these issues of life. Are you listening to me? The fact that you are saved does not immune you to going through, even though we go, I'll go through the valley or the shadow of death. The fact that you are saved does not immune you. Circumstances, things happen. You have to come down from your high horse to the real world. Praise God. That is why in this part of the world, you got to pay your bill. Right? You can't speak in tongue and tell AT&T or Comcast or gas, Atlanta gas or whatever. Right? You are filled with the Holy Ghost. But you have to pay your bill. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. The insurance, that car cannot move if there's no insurance. Right or wrong? But I thought you were safe. I thought you were safe. We have to come to this truth, this understanding. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Things happen to people. Spirit filled, blood washed, sense of God, they go through. Maybe you have not gone through your own season. I'm not, I'm not making you to be afraid. Your season will come. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. That the Lord delivered him out of them all. The Bible didn't say few. It said many. And the Bible didn't say that the righteous is immune from affliction or to affliction, right? That you are immune to this. No. But the guarantee we have is that no matter what, the Lord will deliver. It will not destroy you because it will work for your good. That circumstance is a raw material for greater glory. Are you hearing me? That's the way you see it. The circumstance is what? A raw material for what? Greater glory. For greater testimony. For his glory. So that is why you don't answer Mara because that's not who you are. Don't call me Mara. It's not proud. Because that's not who you are. Don't answer the name God did not call you. 
look at Jesus. Jesus, the beloved of the Father, right? The Son of God. God turned his back on him. When God turned his back on him, does that make him no more to become the Son of God? In Matthew chapter 3, immediately after God have affirmed him, this is my beloved son, in whom I were pleased, in verse 17. The chapter 4, the Bible said this, and he was more taken into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Right? He's the son of God. God has just approved him. Why did God allow him to be tempted by the devil? Right? All these things are in the pages of the Bible to tell, let us know how things happen on earth, on this side of the eternity. But in the process, in your going through, in the challenge, in the experiences, you must not let go your hold on God. The Bible said, root cling tightly to him. The word of God. I was talking with my wife. The word you don't know, how will you declare it? Hmm? The word of God you don't know. How will you declare it? How will you hold on tightly to it? It means that your, it is your responsibility. Not the pastor. Not your husband, not your wife, not your mom, nor your dad, nor your friend. To know the word of God for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Knowing the word of God for yourself, you are helping yourself. Because circumstance will come. Season will come. That demand only your relationship with and to the word of God. That will bring you out of it. No matter who prayed for you. If they lie, let them pour all the oil in the United States on your head. The only one that has the capacity to help you then. Is what you do with God's word. I remember a message I preached some time ago. The place of the word of God in our lives, right? The place of God's word. We should, we should prioritize God's word in our lives. Because it's our life. It's our life. David said he loved his, his word more than his daily food, more than silver, more than gold. Thank God for the day and hour we are living in. You see, it depends on what you want to see or where you are looking. We have the word of God littered everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? The word of God on our smartphone, on our tablet, everywhere the word of God is there. God, through technology, has simplified the whole thing. Made it easy. Different translation. Rather than wasting your time in social media, you spend time 
look into the word of liberty that will set you free. So dearly beloved, there are counsel you don't have to give place in your life. It might look very good naturally, but it's poisonous to your destiny. Very poisonous to your destiny. If Ruth have paid heed to the counsel of Naomi, we won't be talking about Ruth today. She will have lost that God's ordained destiny of being the grandmother of David and being the knowledge of Jesus. And that brings me to your background. Don't allow your background to intimidate or define you. Because the background does not tell where you are going. You understand me? Many allow people to intimidate them because of their background. You come from a very remote village in Nigeria and West Africa where there's no light. And so what? Do you think is everyone here in the United States have light? I will never forget this experience in 2003 or so. In one of my trips to the United States, I was, I was in, uh, in Dallas. My host there started uh, you know, sharing things with me. One of these southern states, I can't remember again. As of 2003, no light. They are using pit lottery. In the United States, not in Nigeria. It took one lawyer, a Nigerian, to go to that village here in the United States to bring development, transform the place. So don't let no one intimidate you. You come from village. You come from there. And what about you? Where did you come from? Ruth came from Moab. Enemy of God. But did he end in Moab? But she found herself in the lineage of Jesus. That's what grace can do. When you don't give up on God, God will never give up on you. You cannot attain your destiny when you turn your back on God. Don't let that foolish uh, lecturer in the university to tell you, oh, you don't need him. Look into his life. He's a problem to himself. Don't buy their alternate lifestyle. Are you listening to me? Don't buy their alternate lifestyle. Do you see how sweet, how 
pretty, pretty the name sound, alternate lifestyle. I don't want alternate. I want the real thing. I want God's own lifestyle. God's standard, lateral lifestyle. Just a minute. I'll just know that it's not every cancer you accept. It has not left me. Not every cancer. No matter who it come from, if you like letting answer the ash pope that is giving the cancer, don't buy it. Measure it in line with the word of God. Because God knows where he's taking you to. Where you are coming from does not define where you are heading to. Your, your, your background, root a Moabite. Rehab the prostitute from Jericho. If God could do it in their life, much more he would do. You have much more working for you than what is working against you. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? The root stood her ground because she knows she has already blown the bridge. He said, Many are in church, but they are not in Christ. That's why they're having the problem they're having. Church is not a place of security, it is a relationship with Him, Jesus. You must be in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you are not secured. Because root have known the God of Israel by herself. You understand what I'm saying? She has blown the bridge. I'm no more going back to idol worshiping. I'm not going back to darkness. He said, but Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, the most high God, shall be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death pass me and you. Have you come to that conclusion in your life? That no matter what, it's me and Jesus. Son or no son. Child or no child. Husband or no husband. Wife or no wife. House or no house. Car or no car. It's me and Jesus. You have to come to that place. It's a personal relationship. It's a personal decision. We come to church, a place of fellowship, a place where we are refilled, where we are rebooted. I hear me. We feel our tanks and go out and burn it. But it's personal. It's individual. Personal. Beloved, I've not run out of message. I've run out of time. We'll pick it up next time I speak. Root held on. Refused to let go. 
verse 18, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. When your heart is fixed and your mind is made up, there's no spirit, there's no power, there's no creature, there's nothing he can offer that would take you out. Somebody said, don't call me Mara. That's not who I am. Don't let your circumstance define you. Don't let your situation define you. Don't let what you're going through define you. We're going to pick it up. The devil lies to you. God have abandoned you. See you. I thought you say you're a child of God. If God loves you, why are you going through what you're going through? Tell the devil, yes, I'm going through. What about you? You are the most hopeless and helpless being. Because you are sentenced to... Look at it. Which one, which, which one is worse? You are in a place of glory before. Right? You are in a place of glory. You are the one worshipping. You are in charge of worship in heaven. Now look at you. The Bible says he wants to be like the Most High. Today, he is under your feet. Amen. That's where he is. Don't let him have his, his final word. Tell him, let him know where he belongs. Under your feet. And he's eternally doomed. You can make mistake today, but there's hope for you. The devil is hopeless and helpless. No way out for him. He has been condemned. He has been condemned. The Bible said, the prince of those who have what? Be condemned. He has been judged and condemned. No way out for him. And you are redeemed. Never forget. The blood is speaking for you. Covenant is speaking for you. Talk to God. Ask him to help you. Yes, you have heard me. Don't let your circumstance define you. Everyone go through. Our challenges are different. As our faces are different, so are our challenges. No human being born by a woman is immune to challenges in life. So don't let your challenge define you. Stop answering the name God did not call you. Don't let your circumstance, don't let your challenge give you a name. You are not Mara. You are not bitterness. That's not who you are. You are the beloved of the Father. God loves you. He gave Jesus to die. Why not receive him now? As your Savior and your Lord. He died for you. I want to pray with you. I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me with your everlasting love by sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came to this world. You died for my sin. You rose again from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. From this day forward, I will live for you all the days of my life. I receive grace to live for you in Jesus' name. If you have made this prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family. Glory to God. You are now a child of God.
And I want you to go do the next thing. Go to your smartphone or your tablet and download the Bible. And make good friends with your Bible. Go to any Bible-believing church. Tell the pastor I sent you. And if you are here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make... I am confident and bold to invite you to Trem Atlanta, God's Embassy's Manor. We are 1611-1611 Ross West Street's Manor, zip code 30080, Sunday service 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to receiving you. Remember, don't answer the name God did not call you. It is well with you. Somebody say, don't call me Mara. That's not who I am. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.